Welcome to my podcast. My name is Sherman. And I'm Chris. And we are, I don't know, I was going to say Fallen Angels. Oh, I like that. Yeah, okay. So that's fine. Well, today on our podcast, we're practically going to just discuss some topics that pretty much Chris came up with this topic. So I'm going to let him start from there. I mean, I guess I just wanted to kind of go over... um, I guess like roles in relationships and what's important for a strong relationship to stay a strong relationship. Like what are some key aspects to a relationship that you're looking for and you know, like what I'm looking for and I don't know, I guess a little bit about our opinions on what a strong relationship should look like. Okay, well, if that's the case, how about we start with something a little bit more sim- simple to like break the ice on, like get some background on like how many how many relationships have you been in and how many serious relationships of those relationships? Okay, um, I mean, I would say, shit, maybe two of the, fuck, like maybe six girls that I've dated in my life were actual like serious relationships. And I think one of them was more serious than I realized at the time. Um, Because I ended up breaking up with her, but like regretted it a couple years down the line when I realized what I actually had and what I let go. Um, And then the other one, I would say, was a serious relationship, but... Wasn't the sort of relationship that I wanted with that person. Okay, I think that I think that's a fair number of relationships. So two serious relationships out of how many you said total? Like six. Six relationships, and you're in your thirties. So yeah. I guess I guess that's fine. I I myself have been in. I'm gonna say maybe. I want to say at least seven relationships. And of those seven relationships, to me, I can't speak for the other person I was dating, but to me, of the seven relationships, I'd at least say, like, five were serious. Like, I don't usually date just to date, like, to date around. I usually date with the intention of, like, making or, like, seeking something long-term. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily see a point in dating... To waste time just because I feel like it's a waste of your time and a waste of the other person's time. If I'm going to date somebody, it's because I actually see a potential in it going somewhere. But I will say that two of the relationships that I had, I knew from the get-go that they weren't going to fucking go anywhere. And I made a conscious decision to date these people for selfish reasons, if you will. Okay, so what do you think classifies as, like, what do you look for in a relationship or what do you think makes relationships from your perspective? Um, so, I mean, from my, from my experience, the best relationship I ever had was with a girl, a woman who... It was the one where I, I didn't... It, it wasn't the relationship I wanted. And by that... And that, let me explain a little bit more. I, we started off as fuck buddies and, um, honestly I was happy with it just staying as that. And I, I did fall in love with her personality, 
but I was kind of forced into a relationship with her, um, or at least I felt like I was. Um, basically, side note, I had a friend at the time who knew, knew this girl, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door with her, is he introduced us and we hung out and, you know, we started hanging out doing our thing. Um, but apparently, during the time that I had been hooking up with this girl, the friend who had introduced us kind of got jealous for some reason. I had no idea that he was even into her because he had known her for years and never made a move on her. But then I guess decided once I started hooking up with her that he had a thing for her. So one night we went to a bar and he pretty much pit us against each other the entire night. And by the end of the night, I was questioning whether she was pissed off at me or not because he kept telling me she was. And then, and so I would, I kept on asking her throughout the night and she was like, no, I'm not fucking mad at you. This guy just keeps on telling me that I should be mad at you, but I don't have any reason to be mad at you. And so it was, it was stupid. And so by the end of the night, I had gotten it in my head that she, like, or the person, the mutual friend had put it in my head that she wanted a relationship and she was upset that I wasn't making any moves towards a relationship with her. But we had already discussed everything and I thought we were on the same page that neither of us were looking for a relationship at that time. And so I brought it up to her on the ride home and I asked her, I was like, was, so he says that you're kind of pissed off that, that we haven't been really moving towards a, like an actual serious relationship. And I thought we had discussed that neither of us wanted a serious relationship. I just want to know where you stand on that now. And so she told me, she's like, look, I am a little upset that we haven't started a relationship just because I'd have start, I have started to catch feelings for you. And I, you know, and I just, I just want to know if that's reciprocated or not. And so I told her, I was like, well, again, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I do enjoy your company and I do enjoy hanging out with you. So I would like to continue what we have right now. Cause at this time, we had been hanging out for probably about six months and we basically become best friends who fuck each other every now and then. And, and so that's kind of where I wanted to stay with that. And then, so she was like, okay, no problem. And then for the next week, look, we worked together and, uh, for the next week she stopped kind of talking to me very much at work. She kind of ignored me. Anytime I asked her if she wanted to hang out, she'd be like, oh no, I'm going home tonight. Or no, I have other plans tonight or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but all right. And so we stopped hanging out for a week and um, she continued with her normal thing, just going out to bars and doing her things. But like, I understood that she didn't want to hang out with me. So I wouldn't go to those bars. I would just go home and fucking do my thing. And then one night I was like, hey, uh, do you want, I was like, listen, like, I miss you. Like, I actually, I want to hang out. Can we, can we hang out tonight after work? And she's like, yeah, but is it okay if I bring this guy with me? And it, that guy was the mutual friend that we had. And I'm like, sure. Mm -hmm. That like, that's fine. And like, in my head, I'm like, wait, they've been hanging out this whole time. Like what's been going on. And so, um, and so we go out that night Everything seems normal, you know, and then we're about to go back to her place and watch a movie and Homeboy had to go back to his place to pick something up and so 
he was gonna meet us at her place. And so I drive my car, she drives her car, we get there separately. And um, before that guy had gotten there, I basically pulled her aside and said, listen, I miss you. I think you're a fucking awesome person. And, and it's kind of been eating away at me that we haven't been hanging out. So if a relationship is what it's gonna take for me to be able to see you again, then I might be willing you know, I, I might be willing to have an actual relationship with you. And she's like, okay, well, I'm up for that, but I have to be straightforward. I need to tell you something. It's like, okay, what's, what's going on? And she's like, me and homeboy have been hooking up. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't find it weird that he basically pit us against each other that the last time that we all hung out. And then as soon as you and I stop talking, he swoops in and starts hooking up with you. And she's like... I mean, I didn't see it that way at first, but now that you bring it up, like, yeah, that's basically what happened. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So he's a fucking piece of shit, basically. And so then Homeboy gets there, and to his surprise, her and I are now a thing. And he, he was not fucking happy about that. So ever since then, he started treating us like shit. But that's, that's besides the point. But basically, so I felt like I was kind of pushed into a relationship with her. And then once we were in the relationship, the relationship was good for the first three months, for sure. Because we were still having sex, all of that stuff was a thing. Communication was good. We never fought. We were dorks with each other. And, like, I loved that. I'm a fucking weirdo. And she was just as weird as me so our weirdness kind of played off of each other so it was a really fun relationship and it was really cool and even even during even in the end when things started getting iffy we still really never fought but it got to a point so like i i eventually lost my attraction for her and i realized that i was never really that physically attracted to her i was just attracted to her look and and then I, I, was, I just wasn't really attracted to how she looked while she was naked. She was also very left and like, sh like not only like, let's just say the only part of her body that she ever shaved was her head, which is kind of weird in the way I see it at least. Like, I'm not saying you're weird if you fucking do that. I'm just trying to say from my perspective, the things that I'm attracted to I'm personally not the biggest fan of women with hairy armpits or like bushiness down there. You know, I don't care if you manicure it, if you trim it, if you if you trim it in a cute little style or if it's nice and manicured and trimmed, I'm cool with that. I don't mind, but like if you just let everything go, like that shit bothers me. And so she got to a point where she's like, you don't go down on me anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because I feel like I'm sifting through the rainforest. I'm not trying to fucking do that. And she, uh, she basically, but so then I told her, I was like, listen, let's compromise. And she's like, okay, I can compromise. And I'm like, if you shave down, like she liked facial hair and I fucking hate facial hair, but for her sake, I told her I would let my facial hair grow out to the point to where I absolutely cannot stand it anymore and then I'll trim it and then start the process over again so that I constantly have hair on my face so that it's something for her to really like. And I was like, I will do that for you 
if you take care of that down there for me. And she's like, cool, will do. It was good for about a week and then she stopped holding up her end of the deal. I kept holding up my end of the deal, but she stopped holding up her end of the deal. And then she started bitching to me again about the fact that I never went down there anymore. And I told her, I was like, listen, we made a, we made a deal. And she's like, yeah, well, I got tired of that deal. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to shave anymore. I was like, you think I want to have a fucking hairy face? Like, I'm doing this for you. She's like, yeah, well, you should get over it. And so that was like the first little bit of me seeing that this woman actually didn't know what a true compromise was. And then it, it just, things started happening later on down the road. Like she, we would party and drink with each other and fucking do a lot of blow with each other a lot. And I got to a point where I was tired of that and I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to actually start bettering myself, getting healthy again, start working out and start eating healthier. Because her and I had always discussed like, oh, we should be that like sexy fit couple, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was down for that, but she never actually made the steps to get to that point. And so I was like, so one day I was like, hey, I want to stop fucking partying. Like, I actually want to start like eating healthy, working out and doing shit and like, you know, getting to a place where we're fit. She's like, all right, cool. You can do that. And so I started doing it, but she wasn't doing it with me. And the way I am is when I'm working out, I work out a lot better and it's a lot more fun for me when I have somebody to do it with. And so I, I went on a couple runs by myself and then I, I told her one night, I was like, hey, like, it would be cool if you went running with me sometime. And she's like, I don't like running. I'm like, I don't fucking like running either. I don't think anybody likes running, but it's a necessary part of working out. And, and she's like, well... She's like, well, what if you just did yoga with me? Like, I don't want to fucking do yoga. What, just stand there and stretch? Like, that's not a workout. And she's like, oh, like, so we got in a small argument about that. But then I was like, listen, let's do a compromise. She's like, all right. I was like, listen, I will do yoga with you if you come running with me. She's like, cool, deal. I'm like, all right, awesome. So one morning we wake up and we did some yoga with each other. And she's like, what did you think? And I was like, well, it was more difficult than I originally gave it credit for, but it was still boring as fuck. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't find enjoyment in just sitting there in, in one spot and stretching. It just doesn't seem like a full workout. Like I, I could see how it could be incorporated into a workout, but it's not a full workout in my opinion. And, um, and then she got all huffity and puffity about that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And, um, and then later on that evening, I was like, hey, I'm about to go for a jog. Would you like to come with me? She's like, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, what? I thought, I mean, I, th I thought you, we said, we had established that I would do yoga with you if you went running with me. And she was like, yeah, no, I, I do remember saying that, but I changed my mind. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't like running and I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, you think I wanted to fucking sit in front of a TV and stretch for 45 minutes? Like, I told you I didn't want to do that, but I was doing it for you. And you can't do this one thing for me. She's like, nope, I'm not doing it. And she just sat on her ass and she turned the TV on. And I'm like, cool, fuck me too, I guess, you know. So 
I mean, that was those two situations weren't the only times in the relationship that she didn't hold up her end of the deal with the with the compromise. But it's just I felt like every single time I asked her to compromise something about herself for me, it was like I was the asshole, I was the one with the issue, and I was the one who needed to get over it. But anytime she had an issue, again, I was the asshole, and I was the one who had to fix it. Hmm. So what I'm getting from everything that you just said is... So, I mean... I'm speaking completely from a third party, just hearing your story. So I want you to know, I heard your story. I heard everything you just said. What I'm seeing is just two people that just were not compatible. Y'all started off like just as friends with benefits, which couples like that work. Mm -hmm. So like from that relationship, what would you take or what are things that you want to solidify from that relationship into like something that would be long-term or that you're looking for in a relationship. So one thing I will say that was that we both were very strong at in that relationship is we were able to talk to each other about our issues. We didn't get pissed off at the other person. There was no yelling at each other. There was, like I said before, there was absolutely no fighting in that relationship. If she did something that annoyed me, I would bring it up and let her know in a calm fashion hey, you did this earlier and that really bothered me because of this and that. Is there anything we could do to change that? And same thing with her. She would come to me and say, hey, you did this earlier and it like it kind of offended me or it really upset me. Can we, can we do something to change it? So we, our communication was there and we, we talked things out in a mature fashion, which I think is key. Like... When, when, when there's an issue in the relationship, I think it's important to look at it as an issue that both of you are trying to f fight head on rather than fight against each other. Um, so I think that's a, a key part of a relationship that I would like to take from that relationship towards to my next one. Um, but also some of the negatives, like I... I want to be sure that the other person is willing to do... is willing to compromise because I'm willing to compromise things about myself for another person. You know, like I, I don't want to fucking annoy somebody. I don't want to piss them off. And, but I'm not going to know what annoys them or pisses them off until I do it and they don't like it. So then if I do, I always tell people in the beginning, if I do or say something that pisses you off, tell me and I'll do my best to stop. But again, at the same time, there are certain things about me that no amount of anything is going to change. Like, I swear, like a fucking sailor, and I don't, I'm sorry, but I think cuss words accentuate the conversation. So that's never going to change about me. Um, and there are certain words that I use that some people might possibly get offended by, but I also don't fucking care. Okay, well, <laughs> that, that, that's good to know. Um, I, I don't, I have experience in my relationships that I've had in the past, but like I think key things that I've took away from my relationships, from me speaking personally from my experience, is communication is always people always say that like oh that's the staple. Everyone says communication. Everyone says someone, but like for me it's communication, and I'm not talking about simple communication. I need a partner that very our communication can vary from simple stupid conversations like what we do in the zombie apocalypse to deep <laughs> conversations like 
you know what are we doing here yeah like like what is what is our purpose or what is my individual purpose on earth to like you know serious conversations about finances to conversations about decisions that we make jointly independently independently from each other like i think people forget a lot of times in a relationship that while you are with that person and that person is an extension of yourself but you do not become one entity like you're still two individual people and i think people forget that they just assume one the person you meet is going to stay the same person your entire life and they're not going to change which is not true because human beings are not static. We are dynamic. We change. We fluctuate. You're not the same person you were. You know, you're not the same person today that you were five years ago. There is some aspect of you that has changed, which is why communication is key. So when you are in a relationship and you are talking to someone, that you are having constant communication and flow of information, exchange of information. So if your significant other changes in some form or fashion, you are aware of it. Those are traits that I find very endearing about someone, someone that can just genuinely be themselves. Like, I don't want my partner to be afraid to tell me that they're sexually into this or that they don't want to do something. Like, if I come to my partner and say, hey, I want like I want to go ice skating, which I just did this weekend. Um, I don't want my partner being scared to say no and go and be miserable. I really for my partner to be like, I'm not really interested. Like, I didn't want to go ice skating. I told, I was like, I don't want to, I, I don't really want to do this, but I did it because I was just kind of like, you know what? I need to put myself out there and do something different. Even if I'm uncomfortable and I fucking hate the cold, everyone knows I hate cold weather. So putting me in any cold environment instantly kind of makes me a little bitchy, but you know, I did it and I enjoyed it. So I think communication is key for me when I look in a relationship. I need my partner to be 100% transparent with me. Like, I don't want my partner to feel like you need to lie to me. I don't know what other past relationships someone's been in. But, like, when you're with me, like, you don't need to lie. Like, I want my partner to say there is that open communication to be like, hey, yo, babe, sex last night wasn't that great. I mean, let's, let's, okay, don't say it like that. <laughs> like, 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 break it down damn. a little bit and just kind of be like, hey, you know what was that yeah like start with the positive and then follow with the negative yeah, you know there's a way con- yeah constructive criticism i like the way you did this but this part over here rubbed me the wrong way no pun intended yeah but it's it's so it's so easy for people to say oh i want this but then when they're put in a scenario they're scared to hurt their significant other's feeling but it's less about that how you phrase it how you word it how you approach the scenario and if you have that open communication that open dialogue then you don't have to worry about that oh like oh no i went too far or oh no i'm gonna lie to my partner because they can't handle this the worst thing you can do in a relationship is start speaking for your partner especially in conversations or when you get in arguments i need a partner that can be level-headed and know how to control their anger or control their emotions. Like, I'm one of those people, speaking from my experience, when I'm in a relationship and I get in an argument with my significant other, if we're in the heat of an argument, I like the firm belief, I'm a firm believer in the saying that like, um, anger, with anger, there's absent of thought. Like, you don't think thoroughly when you're angry. If, if you're heated to a maximum and I'm one of those people, like if I get angry and I'm heated and I'm mad about something, I get quiet because I need to step back. I need to calm myself down. I need to reassess and evaluate the scenario and then reapproach it. Yeah. But I've been in relationships where the person is just like, no, we need to talk. Don't leave the room. We need to talk this out. And I'm just like, 
I'm, I'm if, you not, leave, if, you, if you don't let me leave the room, I'm going to rip your head off. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm, say, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't want it to become a streaming, a mm-hmm. screaming match or a yeah. trying to figure out who hurts who the most. Yeah. Because that happens a lot in relationships. People's like, oh, you're going to say this to hurt my feelings? I'm going to get defensive and say something to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And that's a toxic relationship that people will stick in. I, personally... I, I, I would just say this one scenario where I was dating this guy in my young, young 20s, right? Mm-hmm. I had just driven all the way to Raleigh, North Carolina to see him. And I was in college. She was in college. And I had drove my brother's car all the way there to see him. And we were, like, supposedly dating, right? And he, we went to, he had band practice at the college. So we went to band practice. And while I was, he was in band practice, I was on my phone. And the whole time I was on my phone, I was bored. Like, I'm yeah. I'm not big on music, not band. Like, I'm do your music. I'm going to do my thing on the side while you're in band practice. So, he just saw me on my phone and laughing. And we got in the car to head home. And he was like, what were you laughing at on your phone? Like, who were you talking to that was making you laugh? And I was like, I was watching YouTube videos. Like, YouTube was a thing then. Yeah. I'm not that I mean, old. it's still kind so, of a thing, so. So, um, I was watching YouTube videos. And I was like, I was laughing at YouTube videos. And then he was just, like, driving back. And he did this. I swear to you not. And it was so weird to me. Because I'd never been in a relationship where someone, like, went out their way to do something that I said I didn't like. Which, I don't like cigarette smoke. Yeah. While we were driving in the car, he knew my thing was, don't smoke in the car. Like, while we're driving. But he's like, I need a cigarette. I'm upset. And I'm, like, confused. So he lights the cigarette, rolls the windows up in the Ugh. car, and then smokes the cigarette. And, like, Ugh. I that was young so and dumb. Gross. I was young and dumb. So I was, like, I was kind of, like, smirking and laughing because I was confused. Like, I was like, why is he doing this? He know I don't like this. I don't get, get it. But I took that from that relationship, and I knew. I was like, okay, I'm never going to date a smoker again. Because if you know I don't like something, or I would never date someone that I would tell something and then they would use that information to maliciously try to provoke me. Yeah. So that was a no-go scenario. I kind of cut him off. And sometimes he still reaches out to me, which is weird. Like, that is weird. He'll message me on Facebook from a new Facebook account he created and then I'll just block it and won't like message him because I'm just like, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Like you have nothing going for yourself. I don't care. It's not my place. I'm happy where I am. You need to stay in your location. Yeah. So, I mean, relationships are give or take. So, I also want my significant other to, like, understand there is compromise. Like, I've moved across the state for a relationship to be with someone, you know. And in that relationship, I felt like there were some promises made to me when I moved. But those things were not, those promises were not kept up with, which I understand things happen in life. So, it's not easy to keep up with some of those promises. But, like, if I'm going to uproot myself and move and pursue something with someone and you're going to make a promise to me, for example, the promise was, like, we're going to see your family because you're moving away from your family to be here. We're going to see your family twice a a month, Uh you know? So I was like, okay, that's perfect. Like, family means a lot to me. Those are my core values. So if I'm going to date somebody... You know, I would even if someone moved for me out and I made a promise like we're going to see your family, then I'm going to stick to it. And I felt like that wasn't being kept. So I was like getting upset. I was getting antsy. And then my significant other was going to see their family like every Tuesday, every Thursday. Like it was like a family planned dinner. And like, so it's like, so they, that, so that person's allowed to go see their family, but not, they're not going to do anything to try and go see your family with you. Yeah, like, that's kind of how it felt like to me. It was just kind of like, okay, so I moved here. 
you know, I moved away from my family and now like I feel kind of isolated. I moved away from my closest friends and now I'm here trying to make new friends and build these new environments and stuff like that. But like, you're like my only thing here. You're the reason I'm here. And I don't expect you to drop everything, but I do expect you to be like, all right, it's time to go see your family. Yeah. A lot of those trips I made, I went by myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to go see my family. Oh, this is last minute. Like, I, you know, I, I can't do last minute things. It has to be planned. And I'm just kind of like, well, my family isn't like that. My family is just kind of like, you pop up, you show up. Or, you know, especially yeah. if I'm driving far, I know my family will be there and I can stay at my parents' house. But like, I wanted my significant other in those scenarios where I'm like, okay, I'm going home. And every time I went home, it was like, hey, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Like my nephews, my brothers and sisters, you know, stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, oh, they, they couldn't make it. And at some point you start feeling like, you know. Do they actually want to make it? Yeah, to a certain extent. Like I understood not waiting last minute to go somewhere. But at the same time, like. Put in some sort of effort. A little bit. That's kind of how I felt. And I felt like it wasn't being met. So I kind of just like, I started reevaluating the scenario. But, you know, relationships are give and take. And it's about compromise. And for people that say, depending on who you ask in a relationship, like people say relationships are 50-50 bullshit. It'll never be 50-50. Like someone is always going to do somewhere and do a little other. bit more in that area and it really just matters like you know yeah. and what environment what scenario it is you know like financially someone might more make more money than the other person so they're paying a little bit more or they're doing something in certain areas a little bit more or maybe another person is a little bit more compassionate so they understand i think i think when they say 50 50 it doesn't necessarily at least the way i see it it doesn't necessarily mean a hundred percent 50 50 across the board where you know, they're both making the same amount or within the same realm of money or they're both doing this. It's more like <clears throat> it's more like they're both doing their parts in their own ways to help the relationship continue strongly. So like say one of one of them makes more money than the other. So then they help a little bit more with the bills. And then this person may not make enough make more money, but this person you know, like does like sh- this person is a great cook, so this person takes over the kitchen more often than the other. So it's not necessarily fifty fifty across the board, but it's more fifty fifty like they both put in the same amount of work in other areas to help continue the relationship and how strong it should be. Okay, well, yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Fifty fifty is you know could be in that dynamic, but if you ask anybody that's in a relationship, I guarantee you. Like, if you ask them, like, what are your, what are things about your significant other that Eric, because people assume, like, if you get in a relationship, I'm so in love with this person. Like, that Disney Channel movie. It's like, I'm so in love with this person, they never do anything that irritate me. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. You're going to always find something about someone that will irritate you. I will tell you from that, from my experience and of all the relationships I've been in, like, I, my biggest pet peeve that I didn't even know I had is someone that chews with their mouth open. Yeah, that's gross. And <laughs> while I don't hate those people, <laughs> the sound it the smacking it like I'm just like just just close it and chew like mm-hmm. if you chew with your mouth open I can hear the smacking it irritates me just like how hard is it to chew with your mouth closed you're not losing oxygen breathe through your nose yeah like I, I it, it irritates me and there are things in relationships that I've been in like people that chew with their mouth open like like I can say right now like a light sleeper like, oh, any little move you make or thing you do, I wake up. And yeah. then I'm mad at you because you woke me up. And I'm like, listen, 
you need to take some medication to help you sleep or you need to do something because if I got to get up and pee, I'm not going to sit in bed and hold my pee. Some people might do it, but like I have a small bladder. So like I'm not going to sit in bed and possibly pee on myself because you want to have a good night's of sleep or I'll just go to the spare bedroom. Yeah. Like I've seen couples that sleep in spare beds, like I, second bedrooms. I've I've heard of that too, and honestly, I personally think it's a good idea, especially for a newer relationship between between like I'd say um, anywhere between one and five years of a relationship. If you're together with someone for that amount of time and you're living with that person, I think it would be beneficial for the relationship to have get a two bedroom apartment with each other and. Some nights maybe you sleep together on you know special nights, and then other nights you sleep separately. Because I personally hate sleeping with somebody else. I'm very much like I like my own space. Um, I will sleep with somebody else on occasion, and yeah, I do enjoy cuddling every now and then too. But like, I don't know, I don't know about how how it goes with you with cuddling and everything. But I hate it when like my arm is underneath this person's shoulder for like six hours and then I can't feel my fucking arm. They make pillows for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally pillows that you can buy. That you I'm going like to buy a specific pillow so that I can fucking cuddle somebody all night? Yeah. Sure. Make them buy it if they want to cuddle and be uh, like, hey, this is the ultimatum. If I'm going to cuddle you all night, you need to buy a pillow so my arm can breathe and I'm not like dying. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't I, I agree. I can see how that is. But also at the same time, I think like even in like you know, especially when you're living with somebody, there are times when, like, you know, you come home stressed for, from work or they come home stressed from work and they just need, you, either one of you just needs time to yourself to decompress. And if, say, say I'm laying in the bed watching TV and my significant other gets home from work stressed out and they just need to decompress and they want the room, well, then I'm going to be upset because I have to leave the room and like you know put on my show somewhere else i know it's a petty thing to get fucking annoyed about but humans are inherently petty creatures and it's gonna happen um and like i don't know maybe i didn't have the best day so i'm just trying to decompress and so if if we clash at that point that could cause a fight over nothing so like if if you had two separate rooms you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just spend my day hanging out in her room watching TV. I could either do it in the living room or in the or in my room. So that way when she comes home, she can decompress a little bit, maybe jump in the shower and like just fucking like wash her day away and then come out, you know, feeling better and come and hang out with me, you know. Yeah, I I will say from that perspective, like I do like cuddling. I prefer it to be honest. I mean, I'm cold natured, so anybody that wants that I can suck heat from, then I will literally do that. But I, I will say that I like cuddling. I like my own space too, because sometimes, like, if I get a new video game and I'm engulfed in that video game, then I want my significant other to be like, okay, he just got this new video game. He's been waiting to come out for a while. Like, let him get through it. Like. And like, just let me get through the first few hours of the video game. Let me get engulfed in it. And then, like, let, let, or weekend, maybe the weekend or something. But, like, I had my significant other um, in the past come up to me one time and say, literally walk in a room and just say, I feel alone. And I feel like I'm doing this by myself. And genuinely, I could have, you could, I could have reacted two ways. I could have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? And got defensive. Or what I what I did do was I said, hmm, 
I let my significant other speak, get it all out, blow up, do what they need to do. They walked away. And then I processed the information in my brain. I was like, and I was genuinely like, this is a problem. I would never want to be in a relationship and felt like I'm alone. Yeah. So I don't want my significant other to feel like that. Like, I'd rather smother somebody to death with love and money That's than for them to toxic. just... <laughs> Shut up. That is not toxic. Just as no, toxic. No, don't speak for me. All right, this is my moment. <laughs> okay. I would prefer okay. that for me. This is what I would prefer, not someone else, than, like, for me to feel completely alone. So I went to my significant other and I was like, okay, how do you feel alone? Like, what areas do you feel alone in? And I try to have a conversation about it. And I'm not going to go into that because that was a personal scenario that I just bought up as an example. But, like, at the end, like, I, the point was, is, like, I wanted, I wanted to know what triggered this feeling of loneliness or what made you feel like you were in this journey alone in whatever aspect it might be. So... I don't know. A relationship is what you make it. You have to look at the traits, the types of tr- personality traits, like the body type you want. Because clearly earlier you were talking about you weren't even attracted to the girl body no more. And I'm saying her like, damn. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's a true thing that happens in relationships. People just fall out of attraction. You know, I even, went, I, I even went as far as getting my dick pierced so I didn't have to have sex with her. Because you have to wait three months after you, ha- after you get your dick pierced to have sex. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll fucking get my dick pierced and I'll have an excuse as to why I don't need to fuck her. So this straight heterosexual man, I'm only saying that for the sake, fact of like like what man is just going to be like, I'm going to get my dick pierced so I could purposely not have to have sex I mean, with this I also person. wanted the piercing. Like I liked how the piercing looked and I had seen it before and I was just like, that's a cool piercing. I could definitely go for that. And it was just, you know, a mm. side... It was a happy accident that I didn't ha- I didn't have to fuck my girlfriend during that time. Wow, <laughs> wow. So you also said like she didn't shave down there. So what I'm hearing is you like naked mole rats. You want a no, woman to it, be completely hairless, it except no. for her head. I'm okay if she shaves her head. I don't give a fuck. That that shit that that, that look is hot. For me. It depends. It depends on the woman. There's not. Are we not talking about every, not every woman can shave? her head and look fucking attractive. I mean, I was about to say, because there's some lumpy heads out there, and if you yeah. want, like... You know, I, I, I'm a, like, I'm a weirdo. I like, you know, fully shaved head is cool. Half, half-shaved head is cool with me, too. You know, like, fucking pixie cut, whatever, stuff like that. I'm into it, you know? But, and, like, again, like I said, they don't have to be 100% hairless. I'm cool with, like, a little landing strip or, like, or, like... The fucking pubic hair shaped in a heart, you know, or if they want to do any other kind of design or if they don't even want to design if they want to do like the patch or something as long as it's manicured and it's good. I'm cool, but I don't want to be able to like floss my teeth and that shit. Do you also take care of yourself down there for you to be making these requests? Duh. And it's not a duh. Not every man. Listen, okay. you'd be surprised how many heterosexual men, one, do not shave the okay. back door, don't <laughs> shave the front door and maintain it or let alone it's just kind of like. Oh, yeah, I got dingleberries, and it is what it is. I'm a man. That's my life. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's gross. I agree, but, like, some men feel like women should do all of that. I understand that there are men and women who both expect a lot without wanting to put any effort in, but I'm not one of those people. But the thing is, like, you already know this about me. I don't like body hair. And so, like, I, I normally shave my 
body hair and now I don't like fully shave my arms or legs or anything like that but I'll use my trimmers to like buzz it down to where it's small and not necessarily noticeable um, but it's not like prickly it'll still it'll be long enough to where it's still soft but short enough to where it's not super noticeable um, but with my midsection if you will I definitely keep that as manicured as possible okay so getting off the topic of relationships because we could go on forever about what it is that you want in relationships i actually have a fun fun little topic area that i was researching and i was like oh you know what? this would be cool for us to do this and it is called the what ifs and what it is is i'm gonna ask you a question okay there is no escape oh no that's not me there is no like you have to answer the question okay from the perspective of what if this was this scenario okay, okay? all right so I was going to ask this question first, but I want to postpone it. I want to move on to a different one. Because no, let's hear it. Okay. Um, let's go balls to the wall. All right. So let's do this one first. If you could relive any moment in your entire life, what moment would it be? Any moment in my entire life. <sighs> okay. So this was back when I was dating my toxic ex-girlfriend. I wouldn't relive the emotional stress that I went through with that woman, but there was one time when her and I and another one of my friends went up to one of my my family's cabin up in the mountains and we took acid with each other. And it was a good night, but the next the next morning her and I hooked up and that was the best sex I've ever had in my life. Um, okay. I would probably, yeah, I would probably go back to that moment. Just because, like, honestly, like, she is a beautiful woman on the outside. It's just on the inside. She's fucking batshit crazy. But she was fucking awesome in bed. Her and I had, like, a sexual connection that I've never had with anybody else. So, and we knew each other's bodies to where we could get each other off very easily, but would like tease each other. We wouldn't like, we wouldn't just bang it out and let that person get off right away. Like she would do things to me to edge me and I would do things to her to edge her. And it was just like, we were very sexually compatible, but that's the only way we were compatible. So if I could go back to one moment I would go back to that moment and then jump back to over here because a lot of bullshit happened after that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess I have to answer the question. A moment, if I could relive a moment in my life, what would it be? All right. The moment I would relive would probably be, and you know, the, the my longest relationship that I told you about. Yeah. Like, stuff happening. Um... I would relive the first time I had sex with that person because our relationship was very like communication was perfect. We were both into each other. We were in a long distance relationship, which kind of helped to like not get over each other pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But like the first time 
we had sex. It was like very powerful because we had been together for like two months and we had not had sex at all. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was a combination of the, the communication, the chemistry, the like sexual tension building up when we actually did have sex, regardless of who was top or bottom, because that's nobody's business but mine. But <laughs> based on that moment, like it was, it was like euphoric and I wasn't on any drugs or drunk. It was just a very euphoric moment of connecting with someone that you built a con- uh, like emotional connection with, but like it's kind of like solidifying it. It's like that yeah. cherry on top of the entire of the icing and everything else, the cake and everything. It was just like that moment of just like I remember being so very deeply like horny, but more so emotional in that moment mm-hmm. that I was just kind of like, I want this person for the rest of my life. Yeah. Now, of course, years went by, things happened, but in that moment. Like, it was, like, perfect. It was, like, the stars aligned, the universe, the Big Bang happened. Everything happened, beginning, end of existence, all happened in one moment. And that was, like, a moment that I would relive, like, seriously. So, the next question for you, because I have to adjust this question for me just based on scenarios. But, like, if you were gay, what would be your type and men I mean I've already thought about this shit Ryan Reynolds would definitely be my type so you'd be submissive because mm. men that usually think, say that come off as like I think I would I, th- I think I'd probably be the same as I am now where there are some situations where I'm dominant and some situations where I'm submissive um It's hard to think about. It's hard to put myself in that position. But, like, I feel like... So you would like masculine men is what you're saying. You wouldn't go with, like, the feminine or... Yeah, I'd probably go with more masculine men. Okay. Because I myself am a masculine man. But also, I don't... don't, uh, Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I don't... I feel like it would probably be, like, I would probably, like, if I, the way I'm thinking about it right now, if I was gay and I was in that situation, like, I would probably go for a man who was just as masculine as I am, if not maybe a little bit more. So it would almost, like, us hanging out with each other in public would probably be more like, two guy best like people would think of, of us as two guy best friends rather than dating mm-hmm. you know yeah no that makes sense okay so you would you would go for the bro like the bro type like oh yeah, yeah probably I, okay that that's what i wanted the answer to so for my scenario is like if i were straight if you want to call it that like what would what be my would type you call it I don't know because I think I think I would just be fluid and I could be reborn a thousand times and I think I would just be fluid. It wouldn't be like straight or gay. I think I would just be fluid. But okay. for the sake of the if question, yeah. if I was straight, like what kind of woman would I go for? I'd say I would go for like a woman that is like, to be honest, I would like a woman that was completely versatile in her 
and dynamic in her personality. Like, I want a woman, like, okay, ideally, it would be like, I hate to say this, but like, if I could sum it up, it would have to be like black women because their personality traits or the stereotype is like, they're aggressive. They say what they want. They don't hold back. They're not timid and shy. Like I, some can be. I'm not I mean, gonna say it's all of them. Similar to Latino Latina woman as well. True. Well, I just want a woman that's gonna like speak her mind, be driven with me, like not gonna play like the damsel in, in distress and like, mm-hmm. oh no, I need a man to take care of me. I need like, like no, I want someone that's gonna be like, hey, we're in this together, as opposed to just being like. Pamper me, take care of me, Barbie girl. Like, yeah. I'm the princess, you're the king. I'm like, no, we're equal. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, bitch, monarch. If, I'm, if I'm the king and you're a princess, then that means you're my daughter, and that's fucking weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, honestly, side note, the type of girl woman I'm looking for is like, I, I want, I personally would want someone who's maybe a little bit more outgoing and a little bit more adventurous than I am because I tend to. Just kind of, like, keep to myself and not really go out of my way to do extravagant things, whereas I'd like to. I just don't have that mentality to do those types of things for myself. So if I had somebody who was maybe a little bit more adventurous, who who would push me to do those things, that's something that I would look for in a relationship for sure. Okay, so this next question is a... Kind of a, like, I don't want to say a mirror question because it's not like you're looking in the mirror and talking about yourself. It's kind of like it was a building thing that they, that I saw between, like, friends. And it was just kind of like, it's kind of like what if, but it's like, mm, what's the word? Okay, what if you had to tell me who I am? So you would just like, oh, and so like, for example, I guess I'll go first to make it an example of it. It's just kind of like. Chris is a... Um, this is from your perspective, too, so... Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not speaking from every... I yeah. mean, this is just I, generally yeah. my perspective of what I like. Chris... So, Chris is a six-foot-four... I'm going to say white man. He's not all white. He's mixed, okay? He has some Mexican in him, okay? He has, like... He has, like, this, like outgoing personality about him but clearly he's like a hermit crab like he clearly stays in his house to himself most of the time but when he goes out and socializes which i've seen him socialize in a group of people and like he works the room he like talks to everybody but he's also like i feel like there's also a side of you where you kind of like put it away and keep like characteristics or traits about yourself where you just kind of put it away and it's just kind of like oh you know i don't want that to be seen not like you're hiding it but just like you don't go out your way to put it out there if that makes sense so and then also he is was i can't speak for current but he was a horny individual who like who's very strict about what he wants in women most likely a naked mole rat it's not it's not necessarily strict it's more just what i know i'm attracted to okay so he's very stern on his attractive the attractive features he looked for in a woman. And he's also like, he's a good person for the most part. 
But there's the way there's you said that was like very questionable. No, like no, <laughs> like I'm I'm talking about from a friend perspective. Perspective, I'm not your enemy, so no. I don't know what it's like to be your enemy or be on the receiving end of you like hating me. So I don't know what that is. I can't speak on that. But like, you you come off as a genuine caring person who's like a really good guy. Like the way you look aesthetically with your tattoos and piercings, and all of my friends have said this about you, which I said in the other podcast is like. He is not what I was expecting. <laughs> like, they see you, they see photos of you, and they're like, oh, I know I'm getting this gothic, dark guy. And then, like, you're completely opposite of that, which I think is probably why you're successful at communicating people with and getting clients as a tattoo artist. Because I've ran into tattoo artists that look like assholes, and they were assholes in person. Yeah, there's a lot of those. So, that is, like, my perspective of, like, what if, like, I summed you up as a person? Like, okay. You know? All right, cool. Well, if I were to sum you up as a person, um, let's see. What are you like, five eleven? Bitch, yes. Okay, so you're like a five year five eleven, slender, black man. Yeah, those are very obvious things. I mean. The listeners don't know you're slender. Okay, true. I could be 360 pounds. Yeah, exactly. You never, you can't really tell with somebody's voice, you know? I sound like I'm skinny, though. Yeah, but there are some <laughs> fat people who sound skinny, too. Okay, true. You know? Um, so, And then, you know, I feel like you're a very outgoing person. Um, I've seen... I've seen it before when we were we go out as you're able to strike up a conversation with anybody and um, I actually kind of envy that a little bit about you. I wish I could do that more. You can do that. I've seen you communicate with people. Yeah, but you're the one who started the conversation. I just Oh, this is entered. true. I was also we had taken shots as well, so alcohol was involved. Yeah, true. If I, I mean you had, I was more sober. Oh, so that's if I was, true. If I was drunk, I probably could have. Um, but yeah, no, like you're you know who you are, and um, you're a hard worker, and uh, you very much like video games. <laughs> I, I mean. I remember when I was a kid, I could definitely get lost in a video game for a week or a weekend. You know, I can't do that now. I would lose interest really quickly. Um, You're a loving person, but you're also like, you're not, you don't, you're not there to have your feelings played with or fucked around with. You know, like you, you see, you see situations as what they are and you create decisions based off of what's best for you. And I admire that about you. Well, thank you. So final question, because we're coming up on an hour now, um, is what if you could have any superpower? Which this is a generic oh, question, man, that's such but a hard but question, it, but though. it's a, but it's a trick question because there's a part two to it. Okay. What if you could have any superpower? What would it be? But you had to have a weakness in association to it. So you would have to choose a superpower, and you have to choose a weakness. Okay. So like, an, you have to choose your Achilles heel. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I don't fuck. Um. I guess, um, 
I've, I've always had an affinity, if you will, for fire. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Pyroman. That's yeah. What going to yeah. I love, I love fire. I think it's beautiful and it's like the way it dances around is so cool. I've always wanted to be able to control fire. So if I could control fire, that would probably be my superpower. Mm-hmm. My Achilles heel. Um, I don't fucking know. I guess, um, you want to just go with the default and say water. Cause like, yeah, but I was thinking about that. I was thinking about some saying some shit like that, but I love the rain. I'd be bummed if I couldn't just stand, sit in the rain. <laughs> okay, well, what if, like, you used your power, but there was, like, a limiter for how long? Yeah, okay, you know, like, a limiter, and if if I use my powers beyond my limiter, then it could seriously damage me. You know what? No. That's not fair, because you get to choose your weakness. I'm going to tell you what your weakness is. Your weakness is, is your, your ability to control your power is directly linked to your emotion. So if you're angry then you cannot, you can like lose it and just completely blow shit up on nuclear level if you don't control your emotions. I mean, that, that kind of, that kind of fits, that kind of fits my personality anyway. You're, you're a loose time bomb. Not necessarily. No, it's more like, it's more like, so I'm a very patient person. It does take a lot to get really under my skin. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, uh, I also believe that arguments should be, thought out in the way that you uh, mentioned earlier in the sense that like if I if I feel myself getting to the point to where I'm actually fucking pissed off and angry I like to take a second to myself give myself like 20 30 minutes to just kind of brew on everything smoke a bowl you know like just like chill out because when I when I'm angry i don't think clearly and the first thing in my head is what can i say to hurt this person to the core mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the fight why it started who's at fault anything it's more like this person's hurting me and i feel like i should just fucking hurt them back because my thing is is i pay attention to absolutely everything even when i even when people don't think i'm paying attention to them i probably am and it's just, it's really fucking annoying. That's why I need to have music playing at all times when in any situation. Because if there's a conversation happening like 30 feet behind me and I can hear it, I will listen to it. So like, it's just, I don't know, like everything you say about yourself, I, I, I hear it and I remember it and I put it away. And so like if... If, I, if you push me to the edge to where I'm just fucking pissed, I just bring out all of those little things in my head that I know is your insecurity. I know this pisses you off. I know this hurts you. And I'm just going to fucking unload them on you. And I'd rather not do that because I know that some of the things that I say can hurt people really badly. And I don't like hurting people. Don't fucking side on me like that. Oh, you're toxic. <laughs> you're toxic. You're literally saying you're toxic right no, now. No, but basically what I... What I'm trying to say is once I get to that point or get close to that point, because I know myself, I know when I'm getting to that point. Um, Once I get close to that point, I'd rather just take a step away because once I do step away and I start cooling down, I actually start thinking, okay, am I the one who's wrong in this situation? 
and I look at things from their point of view and go over everything that they said to me and then kind of like re reevaluate the things that I said and the things that I said that might have fueled the fire a little bit more and then just kind kind of try to do that but honestly it, get, it takes me 20 to 30 minutes to cool down and once I've cooled down I can come back into the conversation very calm not pissed off and be like listen I apologize for this this and this um, it did hurt my feelings when you said this and this but the original issue was this and I think we could fix it by possibly doing this this and that okay well on that note I will skip ahead to my superpower, okay. which my superpower would be the ability to teleport, not just teleport, because I'm a detail bitch. Um, I want to be able to teleport me and anything that I touch to any location that I can see in my mind or if I see a photo of it. And then my what? Have you ever seen the movie Jumper? I have seen that movie. So... I guess my question is, would your weakness, and I, you kind of already, you kind of already answered this, but like, I feel like the weakness should be, you can't teleport there unless you've actually physically seen, been there or seen that place. Well, yeah. So I'll have so to like, see it. Like I, someone so can like just tell me. if you see me. a photograph of like the Taj Mahal, mm -hmm. you can't teleport there unless you've physically been there oh, first. Oh no, fuck that. No, 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 no. <laughs> if I see it in a photo and I can <laughs> visibly teleport to a safe place that I can go there, but like my weakness would most likely be, um, hmm. I'm gonna say I become drained after each teleport. So, like, I cannot instantly teleport again if I'm moving a large object with me. Like, if it's just my body weight and my mass by itself, I can teleport it as many times as I want. But depending on how big the object is or if I'm taking another person, <coughs> then it requires a lot more energy. The only reason why I even said that power, because you like fire shit, I'm thinking of business. I'm thinking, like, if the government want to send something to Mars, bitch, I can do it for you. you just going to pay me a trillion dollars. Like, yeah. if I want, like, if someone comes from my family, I can teleport to them because I, I don't know where they are, but I can visualize them. And then I can teleport to them and then away from them, like, to try to save their life or something like that. Like, I would only do big objects. Like, think about how many companies ship stuff overseas that you can literally sign multi-million dollar contracts with for, sh like, yeah. teleporting shit for them. I'm thinking from a business perspective on top of, like, self-preservation on top of, like, you know... I've thought about that, too. Like, I, d I definitely enjoy the idea of teleportation. It would be super cool. But also, so, like, what if, though, also at the same time, like, I feel like, I feel like using a power would also in a sense, be like working out. The more often you kind of push your abilities, the stronger your abilities would be, therefore become. Yeah. So wouldn't, it, wouldn't you get to a point to where even large objects, you could maybe do one or two jumps? Yeah. In which, between instead of just one? Yeah, that would make sense. I, I could see that. That could work. But like the thing of it is, is like, I always like, it's always like, I always look at it like this, like when I always think about things in details when I say I want things or I would like to have these things because people, it's like when someone says, oh, I want a man that's going to treat me well. 
But on what level? Like that's yeah. that dude. Like, what do you mean treat that's you big. well? Or I want a man with money. Okay, well, or I want a man that's gonna make me feel secure and take care of you. What does that? Does he also treat you like shit? Because he is taking care of you financially, but is he taking care of you emotionally? Yeah. So like, it also comes into play with like powers. When I think about powers, it's just like okay, well, if you're gonna ask for powers, you need to de- do details for bitches that be like, oh, I wish I could fly. And then you're like, okay, well, you can fly, but you can't fly fast because if you're I mean, a uniform. Now like, that I'm thinking about it, can I change my answer? Why? Because. Look, fire is cool and all, but like, you will be able to fly with fire as well. I don't, don't want to fly, dude. Okay. I'm fucking terrified. So what do you want? <laughs> so what? What the fuck? What power do you want? I now? don't fucking know. I'll keep that answer. Okay, actually, and we'll we'll just. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. For anyone that is listening, Chris is looking for a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> I am not looking for a naked mole rat. If it comes my way, I am not going to be opposed. Okay, so just remember, keep it shaved, keep it tight, and no stubbly forest down there. No, No, I'm okay with stubble. Stubble's fine. I just don't want to floss my teeth. Okay. All right. So Chris is looking for a naked mole rat to match his naked mole rat. Are you going to say any final words? Uh, I mean, thank you for listening, and... uh, Good night. Good. (laughs) Bye.